the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. In today's message, Pastor Rander teaches us God's specific requirements for praising and thanking Him as outlined in Psalms 100. Every person of every nation is to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. God's word makes it clear that no person or nation is exempt from this requirement. We are to praise him for his goodness to us in all things. We are to serve him with gladness and come before his presence with singing. We are to love God, praise God, and bless his name at all times. He will be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get your pen and paper ready. Now let's listen in. This is a series that's entitled making a decision to place your finances under God's divine management. Making a decision to place your finances under God's divine management. How many of you have $1, $2, $5, $100, some savings, retirement, Social Security, or whatever, for a 1K or whatever it is? How many, of you, how many of you got something? If you got a penny in your pocket, raise your hand. Okay. All right, then. All right. So this message is for all of you, including our children. And and that penny, that dollar, hundred dollars, thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, whatever it is, you have to make a decision to put your finances under God's divine management. If you want to see God prosper you in incredible ways to the glory of God, you can either do things your way or you can do it God's way, your way to your own detriment or God's way to great blessings to the glory of almighty God. Even though God has entrusted us to manage his resources, we have a tendency to think we have ownership instead of stewardship, which is to manage that which God has entrusted to us. We are stewards and that everything we have belong to God and we are caretakers of that which belongs to God. For example, God has given us the responsibility of managing our families. He's given us the responsibility of managing our careers, employees, our health. He has given us the responsibility of managing our finances, our time. Some people don't get much done because they haven't even put their time under God's divine management. He wants you to manage uh, your retirement for his glory, material possessions for his glory, because everything comes from almighty God. If we fail to keep the right spiritual perspective, especially when it comes to our finances, which is really the Lord's, we will usurp the authority of God as the owner and not seek him, trust him or allow him to govern our financial decisions. You don't know what you're doing apart from God. As a matter of fact, the scripture says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. How many of you have made some bad financial decisions that you wish you can get back to this day? All of us have. And I'm trying to save you some trouble. And if, if many of us had this, these series of messages 20 years ago, we'd be far better off by now. 
But it's never too late to do what's right starting this very day. Because when you fail to put your finances under God's divine management, it will result in financial worries and troubles. If you desire to set your financial house in order, it is crucial to place your finances under God's divine management. You will not put your finances under God's divine management until you first come to realize that God owns it all. Let's say, say it with me. We've got to say it a couple of times. God owns it all. Say, say it again. God owns it all. Say it again. When is the last time you even fixed your mouth to say God owns it all? He said, how do you know that? Well, I'm glad you asked. Psalms 24, 1 says, the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, everything in it, the earth and everything therein belongs to God, the world and those who dwell therein. God owns it all. Now, you know, a lot of people don't like talking about money because they say, you know, talk about God, talk about grace, talk about love, but don't talk about money. Leave that alone. Matter of fact, I got saved. Everything got, uh, everything about me got saved, but my pocketbook. Yeah, my soul got saved, my, my hands got saved, looked at my eyes, my eyes look new, look at my feet, my feet look new, but my pocketbook is still old. Hmm, strange. God speaks more about money in scripture. All the way through scripture, it is replete than any other subject in scripture. The commercials on television want your pocketbook. Dillard's want what's in your pocketbook. Papado's want what's in your pocketbook. The golf course want what's in your pocketbook. The cruise ships want what's in your pocketbook. Las Vegas and the gambling machine wants what's in your pocketbook. But when it comes to God, oh, God, too much. I don't know how to tithe. Stop telling me that. 10% 10% out of a dollar. 10% a dollar. If you tithe, if you have all you have is a dollar, you owe God what? 10 cents. Okay, $5. Okay, $100. See, some of y'all can't have talk now. You're already studying. That's the way you're going to go. You're going to cough on the 10,000. When you have a problem giving God at that level, you know what you're telling God? God, reduce me back down to my level of faith. So, I, 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 Lord, you might reduce me down to 500 a month because that's all I can give without being upset or disturbed. If you want God to keep blessing you, then you ought to find a great delight, joy to give to God at any level. Because whatever you have, you have by the grace of God. What does God own? Everything. Number one, fill it in. God owns creation. Creation. He owns that which is visible and invisible. 
He owns the things you can see in creation as well as the things you can't see. Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Colossians 1.16 says, for by him, Christ, all things were created that are in heaven and that are in, on earth. Look, underline, visible and what? Invisible. God owns the things you can't see, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created through him and for him. Everything you have is for the glory of God and your good. And he just lets you have a little bit of it so that you can enjoy him with it and then honor him for blessing you with it. We often take the visible things we see for granted. We do. But how much more do we take the invisible things for granted? You see, what are some of the invisible things uh, that we don't even think about and, and don't even thank God for? Well, let me give you a clue. What Consider the ozone layer. When was the last time you thanked God for the ozone layer, which absorbs most of the biological damaging ultraviolet radiation from the sun, allowing only a small part to pass, lest it mess us up? What about the oxygen we breathe? How many of you know you need oxygen? When was the last time you thanked God for oxygen? He owns that. What if you had to pay rent on oxygen? What if you had to pay taxes on oxygen? What about that when you're on the front porch or you let the window up and you feel the light, gentle breeze? You cannot see it. Oh, that feels so good under a shade tree when the temperature is 100 degrees. Before we continue with the message, Let's search our hearts and consider ways in which we hinder authentic worship of Almighty God. Do we always honor, adore, extol, serve, and worship Him with joyful hearts at all times and in all things? If we're honest, we'll admit that there is room for improvement. As Psalms 105 tells us, the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Listen in as Pastor Rander continues this powerful, thought-provoking message, and remember to keep pen and paper ready. Uh, what about, when is the last time you thank God for gravity? Say gravity. Some of you haven't said that in years. Say it again. When does me thank God for gravity? You know, you drop your check and it floats up. Oh, you lay your baby down, your baby goes up and you can't get the baby, it's at the ceiling. Gravity is a necessity. When is the last time you thank God for gravity? He owns gravity, my friends. Uh, secondly, God, what does he own? God owns the earth. Say the earth. Genesis 1, 9b and 10a says, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth. It's amazing how some of the astronauts it's amazing how some of the scientists, the wealthy and the curious desire to go to other planets in the solar system to explore all the possibilities on other planets. And yet there is so much we don't understand about the earth we live on. We talked about going to Mars. It's a lot of things you don't understand right here on earth, for heaven's sake. There are diseases we don't understand and can't cure, like cancer and AIDS. 
and ALS and sickle cell and Parkinson's and Alzheimer's. Wow. We don't understand that. We're still seeking cures. And yet we want to go to Mars. Why don't we figure that out first? Thirdly, what, what does God own? Number three, fill in every line. He owns precious metals. God owns precious stones. God owns silver. And God owns all the gold. Wow. Precious metal, precious metals, stone, silver, and gold. Haggai chapter 2, verse 8 says, the silver is mine. (laughs) Is that clear? Don't tell me you don't understand the Bible. That's clear. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. The little jewelry you got on your hand, around your neck, that's twinkling. (laughs) He said, that's mine. (laughs) He said, it's mine. I'm pretty sure you got on. Mine, that nice dress you bought from who knows where, mine. Cheap, mine. Expensive, mine. Fake, mine. My friend, we can get so excited about the rubies, the diamonds, the gold, the silver, and other precious gems and metals that have to be dug out of the earth and refined They only serve as a prelude to all that God has in store for us in heaven. The whole world, I'm sorry, the whole heaven is arrayed with gold and precious stone. You talking about that little thing? Oh, look at my dad. I got a dad. Look what my boyfriend gave me. Ooh. Y'all said, girl, that show is pretty. Let me tell you something. (laughs) Revelation 21, 18b says, the city, the celestial city, heaven, was of pure gold, like clear glass. Revelation 21, 21b says, and the streets of the city was pure gold, like transparent glass. You walking on gold. Wow. Gold. Not asphalt, not dirt, not rocks, not mud, not trails. You walking on every street of the city, pure gold. <laughs> that make you want to go back and put up every piece of jewelry you have. What else has God on? The solar system. Genesis chapter 1 verses 16 through 19 says, Then God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. God set them in the firmament of the heavens to give light on the earth and to rule over the, over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. God does nothing bad. Everything that God has done is good because in him is no sin or error or defilement. He is absolutely perfect and holy. Isaiah 40, 22 says, it is he, God, who sits above the circle of the earth. You gotta investigate and see if this earth is square around. I mean, Christopher Columbus and all these people. Listen, God tells you how the world works. The scripture says the circle of the earth. Telling you the earth is what? Round. 
and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain. Well, God, God is some creator and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He's a creative God with a whole lot of imagination. A, the sun. Let's look at the sun. He created the sun. The sun is the sun is a star at the center of the solar system and is by far the most important source of energy for life on Earth. The amount of sunlight exposure is vital in maintaining a normal circadian rhythm. These rhythms include physical, mental and behavioral changes that follow a 24 hour cycle and respond to light and darkness in the body's environment. Regular sunlight exposure can naturally increase the serotonin levels in your body, making you more active and alert. The most notable benefit of exposure to the sunlight is its ability to boost your body's vitamin D supply, which comes from the sun. The next time you thank God for vitamin D. What has God created? The moon. Say the moon. It's fascinating. There are many ways the moon benefits the earth. The moon reflects light from the sun onto the earth, helping the nocturnal animals to see at night because of the moon. The moon's gravity helps keep the earth from wobbling. Uh, Without the moon, the earth would wobble, making weather and temperatures uneven and extreme. Ocean tides are caused by the moon's gravity. Tides are beneficial to sea animals that live in tide pools. The moon. I look up at the moon and I just say, how great you are. What does this God own? He owns the stars. There are approximately 200 to 400 billion stars in our Milky Way galaxy alone. However, man can only estimate the numbers of the stars. He can only estimate, my goodness, that's all he can do. But God knows the exact number of stars. And guess what? He knows every one of them by name. Ooh, we. He said, how do you know that? Psalms 147.4, it says, he counts. One, two, three, four, five. One thousand, hundred thousand, two billion. He counts the number of the stars. He calls them all by name. Oh, I wish God were here right now and, and at the night. And I, me and Jesus were walking down my street in the in a clear night, and I say, Jesus, uh, uh, what's the name of that star? I don't know what he is say. Maybe he say that star's name Ku. He said, what's the name of that star? That star's name Lalo. I don't know. I'm just making up names. I don't know what the names are. But what I'm saying is that, and, and, and you look at it, every star, he knows the position of the star, and then he knows the layer of stars that are unseen to the human eye behind the stars you see. He said, no, wait a minute, you, 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 you're looking at those, those stars you can see, but I, I got another realm of stars that you can't even see. Let me tell you what, how many of those are, and let me give you the names of them, by the way. Oh, my goodness. And he knows them all by name. That's staggering. 
the stars. Uh, Psalms 147, 4 says he counts the numbers of the stars. He calls them all by name. As we look at the sun, the moon, the stars, we can agree with the psalmist in Psalms 19, 1. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. When you look at God's manifested, revealed uh, uh, creation, you can conclude only that there is a God. As a matter of fact, when you can look at the stars, the moon, the sun, the clouds, the sky, the oceans, and all of these things and say there is no God. No wonder God says through the psalmist in Psalms uh, Psalms 14, 1, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. You got to be the biggest fool on earth to look at all of this glory and all of this beauty and all of the stars and all of the sun, the moon and all of these things. Ain't no God. You as stupid as you can be. Oh, God. What does God own? What has he created? Number five, oceans, lakes, rivers, and streams. Ocean, lakes, rivers, and streams. In Genesis 1, 9a, it says, Then God said, Let the waters under the heavens be gathered together into one place. Seas and oceans, sea, lakes, and so forth. Genesis 1.10b says, And the gathering together of the waters he calls seas, and God saw that it was good. Let me tell you something. About 70% of the earth's surface is covered with water. In other words, you got more water, far more water than you have land. 97% of the water on the earth is salt water. Salt water is filled with salt and other minerals, and humans cannot drink it. 2% of the water on earth is glacial water, glacier ice at the north and south poles. Less than 1% of all water on earth is fresh water that we, that we can actually use. We use this small amount of water for drinking, transportation, heating and cooling, in industry and many other purposes. One percent. You see, that's all. We've got about six, seven billion people and one percent. That's staggering. But you say that looks small. But one percent of what? Well, you consider all the oceans, all the lakes and rivers. And it says one percent. How big is that one? Think about that. And it's enough for us to live on. Staggering. God created it and God owns it. Number six, God owns plant life. Genesis chapter one, verses 11 through 12. It says, then God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed and the fruit trees that yields forth fruit according to its kind whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed according to its kind and the seed that yields fruit whose seed is in itself according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. You know why I kept saying it was good? It was good because God is a good God. My friend, the vastness of plant life is incredible all by itself. Let me give you just one amazing example of plant life. Scientist George Washington Carver, a black man born in 1860, 
changed the way we live today in so many ways. Not only did he invent peanut butter, he also came up with over 300 products from the peanut, such as soap, ink, and candy, and much more, just to name a few, from one plant. Staggering. And God owns plant life. What else does he own? Number seven, sea creatures. That's Shamu. (laughs) Genesis 1.28 says, Then God said, Let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. Genesis 1.21 says, So God created the great sea creatures and every living thing that moves with which the waters abounded. Uh, Between 700,000 and 1 million species live in the world's oceans. It is also estimated that between one-third and two-third of those species have yet to be named and described. Scientists say there may be as many as 9 million species we haven't even discovered yet. And yet God created them all. So those little things that you see in the aquarium, that's just a smidget of the creation that's in the waters of sea creatures. Then number eight, God owns and created the animal kingdom. Animal kingdom in, in the blanks. Genesis 2, 19 through 20 says, Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would name them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name, Adam. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. I mean, can you see all of them just coming past Adam? Nothing biting him. Nothing biting him. As we choose to live holy each day of our lives, Satan will seek to destroy us and our testimony. That's his goal. We have a goal, too, to lean on the everlasting arms of Jesus and finish well. As we live for our Lord and Savior, though we are weak, we become strong. Why? Because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com salemnow.com